And hello, everyone. Welcome to this, the 11th episode of the Psychology of Lockdown series. I'm joined once again with my buddy, George Roach. Uh, he is describing the 15 characteristics of mystification as described by John Bradshaw, the psychoanalyst uh, who utilized a family systems therapy. We're connecting the family systems with the uh, authoritarian governmental systems that we're dealing with lockdown now. We've gotten two-thirds of the way through the series, so we're really getting into the heart of the matter. And today, we are discussing distorted thinking, specifically time distortion. This is going to be power-packed, so I hope everyone's paying attention. This, um, this characteristic describes a lot of the behavior that you're seeing. One of the things that George and I were talking about just before the show is the amount of fear that we're all getting hit with, just hit with and hit with and hit with in the mainstream media uh, and in uh, all of the corporate propaganda and government propaganda about the coronavirus from the very beginning. And this fear then triggers many people uh, who have been traumatized into these patriarchal thinking systems, into this, uh, if you analyze what the family systems therapy, you really understand that people who have had these uh, traumatic events growing up then get triggered into these 15 characteristics. So this one is time distortion, and I will just let George take it away. Hey, George, how you doing today? And I'm really looking I'm, forward to this one. Oh, man, me too. Uh, I'm really good. Um, I was away in Huntsville speaking at a, a rally, the first one they've had in Muskoka. Um, and it was interesting to see these small towns now starting to join the fray of, uh, of us who are now starting to realize. It's interesting how in Canada, the northern part of Ontario, there's less of a voltage of understanding about what's really going on. But it seems to be a wave moving outwardly, you know, from, uh, from the Toronto area. Mm -hmm. And now they're adopting some of the ideas they're starting to get it. You know, their friends in these small towns, it's very tightly uh, close-knit community. And in these kinds of communities, people become aware very quickly of the demise of their businesses since they know them by first name, most of them. Right. And have been there for many years. Many, many established family businesses are experiencing this. So, so there's an increased voltage because just because of the relationships within these towns, you know, this is happening and of sure. course they're experiencing their distortions as well so <clears throat> pardon me here we are the big issue right now that i'm seeing on a very constant basis is uh you know deals with anxiety uh the expression of anxiety the expression of of panic and of fear trepidation this uh, the specter that you know something really bad's about to happen before they walk into the grocery store Right. Uh, they're they're already anticipating somebody is going to approach them and demand that they wear a mask or offer them a mask or offer to take their temperature or ask them personal questions about their health condition when they go to exercise their lawful right to their mask exemption. So we're now seeing not just Section 1 violated in our country, we're seeing uh, many of the sections, uh, two, 2C especially, mm -hmm. uh, seven, you know, the right to liberty, security of person, all of this stuff is getting hammered now with increased voltage of energy, increased uh, uh, push for right. compliance with people. So now people are starting to get a little more riled up. We're starting to see some violence happen in places right and we have, we've noticed this in the u.s as well right so here we are 
with a lot of trauma that's happening, and this is triggering what, what people are telling me about, many people have PTSD, post-trauma. And so when, when you have this post-trauma disorder, right, you're experiencing past trauma collating with current trauma. This becomes explosive, hence distortion. Yeah. You see, the collating of these events gives rise to unexpressed emotion of previous trauma, which then is calculated in with the current events that are traumatic as well, thereby bringing about, uh, uh, shall we say, a distorted response to the current event. More energy than is required to deal with that event is on display. So this is this ignites violence right away. These are people who have suffered post-trauma. Anytime we see fights going on, that's post-trauma. Somebody's reliving a scene in which they either saw or or uh, somebody be attacked or themselves uh, experienced an attack, a violent attack from somebody. So naturally, they resort to these, uh, these responses. They're definitely imprinted in the brain. They are a governing scene. It needs a trigger. It needs a similar, a similar event pattern governing to trigger that governing scene that's stored in memory. And mm-hmm. the person begins to act out doing exactly what didn't work 20 years prior to. George, can so, you, uh, let's, let's just take a moment because what we're discussing here means that a lot of people, I mean, a large percentage of people in the population have been triggered, have some kind of post-traumatic stress. I mean, what is going on where so many people suffer from post-traumatic stress to where then all of a sudden uh, the fear porn comes out, COVID's going to kill everyone, the lockdowns are happening, and everybody gets triggered. It's just so amazing that it's across the board, uh, so many people suffering from at least some level of of post-traumatic stress so that so many people can get triggered as soon as the fear comes out. Okay, so it has its origins in families, the breeding ground. Mm-hmm. where you learn to develop behavioral responses to uh, conflictual sit, uh, situations. So, and everyone's family, you know, in many ways has their own way of dealing with this. Some people have similar ways. Some people have very dissimilar ways. But the reality is, wherever there is violence in a family or any kind of uh, um, aggression, Right. You know, and this includes begins- emotional aggression, too. That's the that's the thing that was for me, like even if you're not if you're spanking or if you're really a harsh disciplinarian, then the child is not learning how, of course, to to develop confidence in their authentic emotional self. But even so many passive aggressive emotional forms of abuse then result in long term uh, PTSD. Absolutely. It, it, uh, I mean, abuse lasts a lifetime. You know, we've got to understand that abuse lasts a lifetime. Human beings aren't meant to experience trauma at four, five, six years old. That's mm-hmm. that's not that's not the intention. Uh, when people don't grow up in the nurturing arms of love and stability and, and care and security and concern for your well-being, you grow up to feel like a, a sense of I'm lost. Uh, I don't, you know, I feel like it's open season on me. The hunter's coming. They're going to find out that you're really flawed and defective. How many people have told me? Uh, you know, during my conversations, they feel there's something wrong with them. When I probe what's wrong with them, they don't know. <laughs> right, right. You can't know if you're messed up. But if you're checking your systems, like a computer has a built-in system to determine its functionalities and can tell you the system is functioning okay, when that tool that tells you diagnostically 
what the situation was with your computer, <clears throat> pardon me, if that is not working, right, then you're messed up. <laughs> then the computer's messed. When right. you can't question yourself, and the problem with people who, who have a bit of a neurotic approach to this is they're constantly questioning themselves. It becomes almost an obsession. Right. So really, if a person can't know if there's something wrong with them, so really there is nothing wrong with you, just so you know, folks, if you're thinking that there's something wrong with me, that voice up there, you know, that plays repetitively, uh, there is nothing wrong with you. Um, you're disbelieving that, which is not true. Now, we could expand on that in another part of the show, but I'm just letting you know right now, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, what you're doing is okay. You just got to realize you're overdoing it. Right. Good to know. Okay, Good so, to know. <laughs> Thanks, George. That's a side note, okay? Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with you. You're good. You're good to go. You're a human being. You're born with ultimate power. Um, uh, so, so anyways, the mystified, though, you know, being with low self-esteem is always a major part because trauma does reduce your self-esteem. When you're, when you're abused or mistreated, your, your self-worth is reduced, you know, yeah. so your choices diminish. You see, you become bonded to this kind of stuff. So th th this is all the product of pain of growing up in an environment where neglect is the, is the, is the order of the day. And so you develop a sense of hypervigilance. You'll see this all over the place and grocery stores and, and malls and stuff where people are hypervigilant. He's not wearing a mask. So what, what lead, what flows out of hypervigilance in many cases in the public, especially is you be, you get these vigilantes, a hypervigilant become vigilantes, right? You're not wearing a mask, you know, uh, it, it don't, you know, you know, it's a lockdown, uh, you know, you got to wear your mask when you're in public, you got to, you got to be, you better obey us. And these people act like they're, they have a sense of entitlement to do this, you know, and employers don't realize they're responsible, by the way, you're responsible. You guys are responsible for what your patrons do to other patrons. That puts your business at liability. Please make sure that you're watching out for these mystified people acting out on your clients who feel a sense of entitlement to do that, some authority because of a narrative that they have uh, unknowingly adopted. But the reality is it's totally dysfunctional and utterly distorted. And this kind of catastrophic behavior comes from catastrophic thinking. You know, uh, that people are being told, you wear, wear your mask. Uh, you're, you're irresponsible. You're selfish. You're not wearing that mask. You are irresponsible. This is reckless, and you're, you're, it's damaging. It's dangerous what you're doing. The shaming thing that goes on, these people who are doing this are absolutely asleep. They have absolutely no legal right to approach somebody and dump all their beliefs and ideas and emotions and speak to these people as if they own their emotion, as if the transgression to which they perceive is occurring in the moment uh, is theirs to decide upon. And they subjugate people to these beliefs and they exercise behavior that is extremely catastrophic right. and destructive and destructive because mystified people have a very tough time with interpersonal relationships because their distortions make those relationships very difficult to negotiate through. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is so commonplace right now under this situation of lockdown, the, the hypervigilance. Somebody walks into a store without a mask on and everyone is on edge. You can feel the energy. And then the yeah, catastrophic they're stuck to the thinking, ceiling. They're right. <laughs> the catastrophic thinking, oh, my God, somebody walked into a store without a mask on. If, if I get close to that person, then I'm going to die. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. then all it's of coming. a sudden you're triggered into, man, all kinds of violent behavior. Well, I, and I love what you say, the hypervigilance equates to vigilante action. Suddenly people feel justified in all kinds of violence in order to stop the the uh, offender the non-mask wearer from breathing in their space it's just uh it's just uh, out of control and so many examples of this kind of behavior now going on it's psychological warfare mhm it's psychological war it's a me versus you there there's no conversation it, it's it's a wielding uh, um, you know words like weapons it's a war right <laughs> It it, it 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 it's words weaponizing words yeah on 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 people offending insulting them without any authority to do so never mind the lack of knowledge i mean it's clearly that these people are are clearly without knowledge they they have no real idea what they're talking about they're simply spouting responses predicated entirely on the basis of distorted fear right. anxiety you see see let's make clear fear has an object fear is i see the car coming and i get out of the way anxiety is there's cars coming from all directions and i don't know which way to turn i'm immobilized you see that kind of fear causes you to want to stifle the movement of others because you 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 know I, I, it's often said misery loves company um, and people with our, who are distorted in their conduct can only make other people miserable. They should on other people. You should see the shooting. They should on everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stop shooting on me. Don't tell me what I should ought and must do. I will determine my own level of risk. And people are starting to feel this encroachment where, wait a minute, uh, I'm in charge of this person. I'm the expert on this person. Yeah. You're not the expert on me. I'm the expert on me. We get back to this Munchausen syndrome again. Please behave like you're sick so we can treat you. Right. What hubris. There's not medical professionals. They have no right practicing medicine or performing any uh, uh, remedies or uh, treatments on people that are rightfully to be conducted by a medical professional. Not a busboy or a manager of a restaurant. These people right. don't have any of the qualifications required to do any of this. And, you know, one thing I just want to reiterate again is because people maybe are thinking, well, I was raised, I was happy the way I was raised. My parents were really good parents. I don't, I'm not going to suffer from any of this post-traumatic stress. But as you were talking about the psychological war, it made me think about the way that we, people have been prepped for this. I mean, first of all, just by going to school, your emotional self. I brought this up before, but I keep going over this point. You know, if you don't make an A on the test, you automatically start feeling bad about yourself. There's a certain amount of emotional trauma that people endure just because of this system of education that we're going through. Um, you know, I urge people to hear the interview that I did. I think it was episode 68 of the shift about the bullyocracy, uh, dealing with a lot of bullying behavior growing up. Even if your home life is okay, you're dealing with bullies in everyday life all the time. And then on top of that, the fear porn, again, from the mainstream media that's been going on for decades. We can think about, you know, what happened after 9 11, even though there were almost you know, no instances of you, you like the odds of, of getting killed by a terrorist were so minimal. Everyone was scared of terrorism. Uh, also, any virus in the past. I mean, we've been so prepped with this virus fear 
you, you know, over and over again. Oh, Zika virus. Oh, there's a case of Ebola. Oh, you know, and and the H1N1 crisis, right? Uh, the mainstream media yeah. has been prepping us for this and, 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 and sort of subtly emotionally traumatizing us and prepping us for this forever. So even if you feel like you were raised in a, in a great household and you love your parents and you had great parents, um, you know, still recognize that the the way the mainstream media functions, it's been essentially an emotional abuser. Yeah. <laughs> They've been gaslighting Absolute, us absolutely. forever, preying on preying on fear and scaring the crap out of people forever. So that now, boom, lockdowns happening. Oh my God! And we're all triggered into this into this fear state. If we have we, any it, anxiety whatsoever, it's going to get triggered by a lockdown. Absolutely. I mean, media. We it's already been said many times over that media is a major part of this virus and its right. perpetuation and its and the belief systems that people have uh, developed from them. They're extremely influenced. These distorted ideas have been internalized by our citizens. That is not an accident. This is going on in schools right now where kids are being separated. They can't wear a mask. The, 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 you know, the teachers, the, uh, the superintendents, and so, they're making up their own policies yeah. as if these laws don't exist. As if they have a legal authority to do this. Right. It's incredible to me. It is uncanny that they think they have a right to, to abuse our children in the name of health and safety. That is absolutely the antithesis, uh, antithesis of health and safety, in my opinion. The reality is they are injuring the self-esteem of our greatest natural resource. And their job is to actually create a different outcome the education that they share that's not happening right now we have people per perpetuating these abuses on our children they are perpetrating enormous damage on innocent unsuspecting minds who have no power to defend the integrity of their beings they need the adults and the parents to step up and say no you cannot do this to my child you right. will not segregate segregate my child you will not force my child to wear a mask without showing me any scientific basis and if you do i will sue you five ways to sunday we well, need people to get it that this is distorted and this and talk about distorted thinking i mean the there's uh, the interview that we just did for behind the line our new program with uh, dr mark mcdonald i mean he's calling this child abuse and talk about distorted thinking because the science when it comes to children and covid is very clear children do not spread covid they very rarely get it uh even when they're asymptomatic there's no there's no evidence that children in schools are any kind of a like a super spreader event or any of this like of of all of the distorted thinking that we've been seeing throughout this lockdown this belief that people have uh that that somehow children in school are going to be a vector for covid is outrageous and yet what we're seeing yep. is like you're talking about the adults the superintendents, the principals, the teachers are just, they've had the crap scared out of them. They're triggered into this hypervigilance, and now they're treating these kids as if they're death machines. Got to wear a mask. Got to stay Absolutely. apart. Got to build plastic bubbles in the classroom. And, so and as as Dr. Mark McDonald pointed out, these are that's one of the three lies, that, that healthy people are going to make other people sick. Right. That's right. one of the the major lies that, that we've known, and and he did point out that we've known. Yes, we have known right from go. That's never been the case. Yeah. So so let's go out on this note. It looks like we're hitting what twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, 
I, I really want to emphasize this because I've said this to the businesses who are violating the rights of our citizens who under lockdowns are already stressed out. These lockdowns are reckless. It's beyond a doubt. It's no longer controversial, folks, that lockdowns are doing a lot more harm than the virus ever could. And anyone who is believing otherwise is definitely listening to the wrong channel. Mm -hmm. Please turn off your TVs and start to do the right research. It's very important that people understand that they, as a, a part of the evil, are asking businesses to play a role in their own demise. That is a clear objective in what they're doing. Right. It's, it's very clear because they're expecting employees to get involved who place the corporations in the liability positions that they're now putting themselves in. You are throwing yourselves in harm's way. You are doing the work of the government to bring about your own demise, which is the very thing they led you to believe that you weren't doing. So pay attention to what is expected of you and ask yourself, is it useful, helpful, or healthy? Remember, this is all being done under the guise of health and safety. Yet, all the outcomes we're seeing are the opposite of health and safety. And you're going to play a role in that. And you're going to play a role in your own demise. And don't let the government say, I told you so. Right. Your relationships come first. And you're destroying them by partnering and playing a role in utilizing and relying on these measures and the principles to which they're expecting you to subjugate, to be subjugated to and follow baselessly without any science. You're hurting your relationships, and that is as distorted as this gets. The moment they want to ruin the people we need to rely upon for our very survival, the moment they do that, they have waged an act of war. All right, so let's just um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We want to keep this one short and sweet. I just want to go over one more time a couple of these characteristics of distorted thinking because I really want people to get this. Um, it's a time distortion. If you have any anxiety at all, which again, the mainstream media has been building and building this for decades, honestly. So if you pay too close attention to, to the mainstream corporate media, as soon as something like this happens, you're going to get triggered into this time distortion, which puts you back into a fear-based state. You think that if somebody walks into a store without wearing a mask, all of a sudden, you know, that part of your brain that thinks the, the lion has just entered and you are a, a gazelle and the lion is going to eat you, you know? And, and your PTSD kicks in because right. these are all traits of PTSD, the hypervigilance, the catastrophic thinking, the reactive behavior, the angry acting out. Right. dumping of your emotions and presuppositions on other people as if they own them. These are all traits of distorted conduct and catastrophic uh, behavior. Let's Formulation talk, let's talk just for a second about this idea of complex PTSD, because a lot of people equate PTSD with one huge traumatic event. But actually, you have the traits of someone with PTSD if you've had little hits uh, over a long period of time. Uh, then suddenly you'll still be, you'll still end up in this state of hypervigilance and catastrophic thinking, even though you don't, you've never been in a car wreck or in a war time situation or anything super violent. Complex PTSD can, can be linked with a lot of things like dissociation, which is a very common defense mechanism. I, I, what, what I say about, and without getting into the minutia of this, because you're not 
really talking about something greatly different. What I will say that complex PTSD is about is like a tax on the PTSD. Mm -hmm. It's a tax. Mm -hmm. There are traits that are experienced in more fervor than other traits, depending on the chronicity of the abuse, which intensifies PTSD. Uh, was there any opportunity for the child or the victim to, you know, cry their eyes out in the arms of somebody who could protect them, which would reduce some of the uh, injection of this PTSD into the uh, the the souls and the minds of the, of these people? So there's a few things that that need to be involved in the events before one would get the diagnosis of complex. However. Mm-hmm. Complex is based on a greater uh, intensity level of abuse, um, a more horrific, if you like, uh, uh, event. Well, I mean, I think the most important thing to take away from this is that many, many people have been um, slowly ingrained a a lot of of, um, traumatic experiences over time and that uh something like a lockdown situation especially and the way the mainstream media is pushing it on us it triggers a lot of people into this kind of thinking so uh thanks so much for coming on and explaining this to people uh and i and i hope that when people listen to this they can see the characteristics inside themselves like once you can see it inside yourself man am i just being hyper vigilant here am i having catastrophic thinking like oh my god somebody's not wearing a mask uh, you know everyone in the store is getting exposed oh my god gra- you know grandma's going to die because not enough people are wearing their masks if catastrophic right if you're thinking like this uh, then, you know, and a lot of us are, I mean, let's face it. And it's being pushed on us by the mainstream media. Then, uh, please recognize these traits in yourself and understand that you just are suffering from some post-traumatic stress and you need to heal, learn some breathing techniques, get some exercise, Absolutely. you know, learn how to sink that energy down so that you can use your critical thinking faculties when you're dealing with, the, uh, this quote unquote pandemic situation, um, exactly. and, uh, make better choices for yourself. Uh, without thinking that you can control others. If only I could control others more, then everything would be all right, right? If only. The if only thing. Yeah, right. Another recording. (laughs) Well, (laughs) very good, George. Do you want to let people know uh, where they can find out more about uh, about what you're doing with the line? Absolutely. And before I do, Doug, can I just shamelessly plug our new show? Absolutely. Uh, please. Yeah. So f- folks behind the line, the facts and the fiction Wednesday, the 17th, we've got an amazing show. Uh, Doug and I um, with the global frontline nurses, uh, Dr. Mark McDonald, of course, will be uh, back again. We, we see a great appropriateness, a great uh, uh, relevance to uh, bringing uh, those minds together. So yeah, Wednesday, the 17th, we will be releasing that uh, roundtable with some incredible truth tellers and frontline experience. So I look forward to seeing everybody there. You can catch more about it um, at the line media on Twitter at the line Canada, also on Twitter, the line Canada on Instagram and the line Canada on Facebook. And we are yes, also on telegram and feel free to email me anytime with any concerns, thoughts, opinions, ideas, media at the line international.com. Thanks, Doug. 
Sounds good, George. And I'll just let people know, I also have uh, under free content on my website, I have uh, a page now dedicated to Behind the Line, and I'll be putting all of our recent episodes uh, up there. You can check that out at theshiftnow.com. Uh, I urge people to go and sign up for the newsletter, and then I'll just send all, all of my content weekly uh, out through the newsletter. You can also find my stuff at the Shift. Uh, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook, or just actually my personal Facebook page has become uh, a little bit more of a place to go. So if you look up Doug McKinty on Facebook, you can find me there. I'm at D McKinty on Twitter and Mastodon now. Uh, and I've been branching out. If you look up the shift with Doug McKinty uh, on Float, Mines, Gab, uh, and uh, I got, gosh, a couple of other, I'm also on Telegram right now. And I'd, I would like to start using that Telegram channel more because that seems like a good way to have a conversation uh, in a censorship-free environment. So uh, again, www.theshiftnow.com uh, and uh, sign up for the newsletter there. You'll get all the information. So thanks everybody for listening. And thanks again, George, for another incredible episode. I'm looking forward to this. Now we're two thirds of the way through this. Uh, I'm looking forward to really uh, finishing up the series and having such a great complete package for people to listen to that describes all yep. the characteristics of people that are getting triggered into essentially following the authority because they're so scared out of their minds and they're and they're not feeling individuated. They're not feeling like they're capable uh, of making choices for themselves. And so they just instantly get triggered, fall back onto doing what the authority says, thinking that the authorities are the experts. Um, and uh, not being on guard for uh, a lot of the manipulation that uh, you and I certainly perceive is going on right now. So thanks mm -hmm. again. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks, Doug. What's going to be the topic for next week, George? Well, it's something that uh, the people around us don't have, you or myself, is an inability to respond. Great. Great. Sounds like another good one. It will be. Amazing. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thanks a bunch. You and bet. You too, buddy. Take every, care. Everybody listening, have a great day too. Thanks for listening. Okay. Yeah. Bye all. Bye-bye. Take care.